Okay, so it was uh, a couple of weeks we were on, you know, Hanukkah and so on. So we'll get back into uh, the Indian of Shabbos. So we talked about, in previous year, we talked about, you know, Shabbos Bechlal, uh, preparations getting into Shabbos from Friday afternoon. So now, as Hashem, we're up to the next uh, Indian, the next Avodah, which is really re- bringing in Shabbos in truth, which is Halakas Neiros candlelight, Shabbos, Shabbos candles. Now, as we know, you know, it's very from Chazal, that the Indian of Shabbos candles, the truth is it's an obligation on both men and women. Every Jewish home has to have Shabbos candles, as we know. But Chazal already tell us that the actual hadlaka, the lighting of Shabbos candles, is something specific to women. The women have to light Shabbos candles itself. So, but nevertheless, nevertheless, we know that although the, the, the woman lights the candles, and by doing so, the whole house is fulfilling its obligation of having Shabbos candles, but the truth is, men also have a, should have a hand in the process of the lighting itself. This is something we'll talk about. This will probably take two weeks, really, to go through the sugya. Tonight, we'll talk about just the general idea of Shabbos candles. And then next week, more specifics about what to think when you're lighting, or what to think when the candles are being set up, or what to think when you come home and, and look at the candles. But just sort of as an introduction, uh, so preferably the way it's supposed to be is that the woman lights the candles. But if, if possible, it is recommended that the man should be the one to set up the candles. So a person, the man should have a yad, he should have involvement in the process of, of candle lighting in terms of setting it up. The woman actually lights. And then when you come home from shul, speci- specifically by Kiddush, there's an need of, of seeing the candles, of watching, of watching the light by Kiddush, before Kiddush as well. That's the, uh, so that's, that's sort of the process. You know. So we have to talk about each step along the way, what exactly is the kavana when a person is setting up the candles, what's the kavana when you're lighting the candles, what's the kavana when you're looking at the candles. But again, as I said, that'll be more next week. Tonight will just be more b'chalal, understanding what, what is Shabbos candles exactly? What it is that you're doing? What is the Indian of, of Neira Shabbos? Okay. So it's like this. If you have the Marmokamis, again, I don't know if, uh, if there's enough, whatever. If not, I guess you can share. So Marmokam number one, we're going to go through again. Just in order to really appreciate, I feel like t- this year in particular, I usually don't like hand out Marmokamis for this, but I feel for, for this sugi, for this topic of uh, candle lighting, of Shabbos candles, it's important to sort of get a, a, a nice background in halacha of what exactly it is that we're halachically doing with Shabbos candles, with lighting candles, and from there we'll be able to understand the panemius, um, hopefully, what the avoid is. So it's like this. Marmokin number one is a Rambam, okay? <coughs> so the Rambam writes in Hilchah Shabbos like this. It's the fifth, the fifth parak, halacha aleph in, in Hilchah Shabbos. The Rambam says, halacha is ner Shabbos, lighting, lighting candles for Shabbos, ain't a rishos. It's not voluntary. It's not something like you can do, you know, in Ratzamadlik, in Ratzainamadlik. If you want to, you can light. If you don't want to, you don't light. It's not voluntary. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a Rishos. V'loi mitzvah, she'ena chayvler defechreel. And even if you want to classify it as a mitzvah, it's not a mitzvah that you don't have to run after. In other words, there are certain things which are voluntary. You don't have to drink a cup of water. If you want to, you can. And even mitzvahs, there are only mitzvahs that sort of... I'm sorry if there's not... You, you want to share? Yeah. So there's a, even mitzvahs, there are certain mitzvahs that are also not obligatory in, in a very strong way. For example, setting up an Erev. Do you have to set up an Erev? You don't have to. If you want to just not carry on Shabbos, you can just not carry on Shabbos. Do you have to wash every day for bread? You don't have to wash if you don't want to eat bread. You don't eat bread. 
So maybe even uh, candle lighting, you don't have to do it, but if you want to, you can. Says the Ramam, no. It's not voluntary, and it's not even a mitzvah that depends on whether you want to do it or not. It's an obligation. You have to light Shabbos candles. Echad anoshim v'echanoshim, says the Rambam, men and women. Chayovim lias v'vateim ner dolz b'shabbos. You have to have in your homes a candle lit for Shabbos. Again, the minig is two, but, you know, technically only one. Says, that's number one. So it's obligatory. Aleph. Beis, says the Rambam, afilu ein loy ma yoichal. Even if a person doesn't have, chas v'shalom, doesn't have enough food to even buy a good meal, and they don't have anything to eat. Shoyel al-apsachim, you have to go borrow money, v'lekech shemen, umad l'kesenir, to get oil and so on to light Shabbos candles. So even though it's interesting, even though you don't have to go collecting money that you should have a suda on Shabbos, that we don't say, but you definitely have to go collect money, God forbid, if, you need, if, if that's necessary for the person to light Shabbos candles. Shezebech lal einik Shabbos, because that's called einik Shabbos to have Shabbos candles, to have candles lit. Okay, that's the second point. Point number three, says the Rambam, v'chayv levarech k'aydem adlaka, and before you light, you have to make the bracha, baruch atu Hashem l'kidem al ha'olam, l'had l'kner shel Shabbos, right? That's the, that's the bracha. K'derech shem avarech l'kol advarim, just like you make a bracha on all things, shuchayv v'medivrei seifrim, just like all things that are, oblig- that are obligatory, medrabanan, you have to make a bracha. So, so too, this is one of those things you have to make a bracha on. That's the Rambam. That's the Rambam. So, Rambam made three points. Point number one, it's not voluntary. You have to light Shabbos candles, okay? Point number two, even if it means borrowing money to get, you know, Shabbos candles, you got to do it. Point number three, you make a bracha on it like every other mitzvah midrabana. Okay, here are the issues. Again, just to understand halachically what's going on. Point number one, why, in the, why is the Rambam being so lengthy to get to the point that you have to light Shabbos candles? It, when the Rambam introduces uh, reading the Megillah on Purim, does he say, don't think, it's not voluntary, and it's, and it's not even a mitzvah that you, if you want to do, you can do it. You have to do it. Okay, it's a mitzvah. Like Shabbos candles finished. Well, you have to give this whole thing. It's not voluntary. It's obligatory. So the whole length of the Rambam is a little bit funny. That's number one. <clears throat> number two, the fact that you have to go borrow money to light Shabbos, you know, if a person needs, needs to do so, to borrow money to, buy, to, to light Shabbos candles, is a little bit of an issue. Why? Because the Rambam wrote over here, Shezeh B'chlal Oynik Shabbos. What is the... What's the mechayev? What's really the obligation of lighting Shabbos candles? Where is it coming from? So we know that when it comes to Shabbos, there are two basic mitzvahs. There's Kavit Shabbos, there's honoring Shabbos, and there's Oinig Shabbos, doing things that give a person pleasure on Shabbos, having a meal and so on. The Rambam said that lighting Shabbos candles is Oinig Shabbos. It's part of Oinig Shabbos. The problem is, Oinig Shabbos, well, so is having a meal on Shabbos, right? That's also part of Oinig Shabbos. And you know, there's no halacha of having to go collect money for the meal. So why is there a special halacha that you have to collect money for Shabbos candles? So something's funny over here. Something's funny over here. Third of all, the fact that we make a bracha also on candle lighting, if you think about it, again, if candle lighting is for Oinik Shabbos, is there a special bracha to make before you sit down to eat a meal on Shabbos? Besides like Hamoitzi? No. So why by this Oinik Shabbos is there a bracha of L'had Shal Shabbos? It's just Oinik Shabbos. So this is a little bit funny. Like what's going on over here? What's going on over here? Another issue, by the way, in Marmokka number two, another issue to think about is the Ramam later on, towards the end of Hilcha Shabbos, says something different. Again, in, in, the, in the previous halacha that we just read, the Ramam classified that lighting Shabbos candles is because of Oinik Shabbos. Oinik Shabbos. And again, and that causes issues. If it's Oinik Shabbos, then why do you have to borrow money to do it? And if it's Oinik Shabbos, why do you make a bracha on it? When you don't make a bracha on other things, take a nap. Shabbos afternoon is also Einik Shabbos. Make a bracha on that. So why by this do you make a bracha? Okay. Maharokah number two, the Ramam, later on in Hilcha Shabbos, 
describes the halachas of Shabbos candles differently. Says the Ramam Vienner Dalak that he's talking about going into Shabbos that there should be candles lit. V'shulchan aruch, the table should be set. Umitu mitzas, the bed should be made. Shakol elu, all those things that we just mentioned, even candle lighting. L'kavit Shabbos. It's L'kavit Shabbos. L'kavit Shabbos? I thought it was Oynik Shabbos. So which one is it? Because again, we know there's certain things that you do because of Oynik Shabbos, take a nap, that's Oynik Shabbos. Have a meal, that's Oynik Shabbos. Then there's things that you do, L'kavit Shabbos, wearing Shabbos clothing, it's Kavit Shabbos. So there's a little bit of a contradiction in the Rambam. What is candle lighting about? Is candle lighting Oynik Shabbos? Or is candlelighting COVID Shabbos? Okay. Maybe it's both, but how do we understand it, uh, putting this all together? Okay, so it's like this. <clears throat> the way to understand this is as follows. There's something unique to the Indian of candlelighting and the... Let's talk about Oynik Shabbos for a second. Okay. So it's like this. When a person, let's say, is taking a nap Shabbos afternoon, yeah? So you're taking a nap Shabbos afternoon, why is that Oynik Shabbos? Well... Is there something special about a nap? The nap is, is just a way to, for me to be in a state of uh, tonic, in a state of, of relaxation and pleasure. And that state of tonic is what you want. You can eat a piece of kugel on Shabbos. No. Is there something special about kugel? Something special about kugel? How does it be? Kugel is just a way for me to be, you know, happy, be in a good mood. I feel a little bit uh, full and so on. So that's, that's on each Shabbos. There's something unique to candle lighting. Why is candlelighting Oynik Shabbos? That's the question. Why is candlelighting Oynik Shabbos? So it's like this. Rashi, for example, writes in a few places, Taisus, many Rishonim say that the reason why Shabbos, why Shabbos candles is Oynik Shabbos is why, is because you light candles, so the room is now lit. You're not going to bump into a wall. You're not going to bump into a chair. You're not going to bump into a table. The Gemara calls this Shalom Bias. That's another, the Gemara also says that the need of candlelighting is for Shalom Bayis. Why is it Shalom Bayis? What's Shalom about it? So Rashi says, because otherwise the room is dark. You don't see, what you, you don't see who you're talking to. You don't see what's in front of you. You're going to bump into things. You know, you're not going to be too happy in a Shabbos, Shabbos like that when you can't see what's in front of your face. So candlelighting creates only Shabbos, Shalom Bayis, and so on. Well, if you look at candlelighting like that, that the point of candlelighting is what? In order that there should be light, in order that I shouldn't bump into walls. Or yeah, there should be light in order that uh, the room should be illuminated and I should just be in a better mood. Well, then that's no different than eating a piece of kugel on Shabbos, which is also about making me feel good and putting me in a good place and so on. <clears throat> but the Peshat is like this. In the Rambam, the sheet of the Rambam is as follows. Is that the, the, the candle lighting is unique in terms of Einik Shabbos is that the candle lighting itself, the light of the candles itself is the definition of Einik Shabbos. In other words, instead of thinking of the candles as a means towards an end, like the, like the piece of potato kugel, it's a, I have a piece of potato kugel in order that I should uh, you know, have pleasure and so on. The candles themselves of Shabbos, we understand according to the Ramam, the candles themselves are, that is an obligatory aspect of Einik Shabbos. In other words, let me, let me explain. When it comes to potato kugel, let's say you don't like potato kugel. So should you eat potato kugel? No. The point is, Einik Shabbos. No? So for some people it's potato gogo, for some people it's a piece of carrot, I don't know. Carrots and celery. Some people, they, they'll feel good about that. There's, nothing, there's no obligation to eat potato gogo on Shabbos. There's no obligation to take a nap. Why? Because the point of taking a nap, the point of potato gogo is to make you feel good. If taking a nap makes you feel good, then good. And if it doesn't, if you wake up with a headache after you take a nap, then don't, don't, don't take a nap. There's no, there's no specific obligation to take a nap on Shabbos. The point is Einig Shabbos, whatever gets you to that. So some people it's a nap, some people it's not. 
But when it comes to candle lighting, that's the, what the Rambam is saying. It's not voluntary. It's not something that you can do, you don't want to do. Let's say you particularly like the room being dark. Let's say for you, you're very sensitive to light and you like the room being dark. So for me, Einig Shabbos is to not have candles. Says the Rabbi, no, 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 it's not an option. It's not an option. Why? Because the, the candles themselves, the, the, there's a special chiv that Einig Shabbos dictates that you must have candles on Shabbos. You must bask in the light of the Shabbos candles on Shabbos. You have to. Not because... It, you know, the light is now lit up and now I won't bump into a wall. Let's say I want to bump into a wall. <laughs> Whatever. I don't want to see who's in front of me. I like things dark. It's not up to you. This is a level of Einig Shabbos that basking in the glow of the candles of Shabbos is by its very definition Einig Shabbos. And this is a type of Einig Shabbos that you must experience. It's not a means towards an end, like taking a nap or eating a piece of kugel. It itself the chavza, it's be'etzem, it's essentially Einig Shabbos, allowing the glow of the candles to, to radiate over you. That itself is Einig Shabbos. This is why, the Rambam again, just to go back, this is why the Rambam is so lengthy in his description of having to light Shabbos candles. What, he's trying to, what the Rambam is trying to say is that this is unique. This is not like eating a piece of kugel, which is also Einig Shabbos. Over there, with eating a piece of kugel, as I said, you don't have to eat kugel. If you don't want to, you don't want to. If it doesn't make you happy, then don't, eat, then don't do it. If you feel, uh, you know, if it makes you feel sick, then don't do that. It's not Einig Shabbos. Says the Rambam, when it comes to Shabbos candles, I know it's Einig Shabbos, but it's not the type of Einig Shabbos where it's in order to get you just push it in a good mood because most people like being in a lit room. No, no, no. The etzem, it's essentially, there's something about sitting within the glow of Shabbos candles that it's essentially, it's be'etzem Einig Shabbos. Therefore, says the Ram, it's not a voluntary, it's obligatory, you have to. <clears throat> this is also why the Ram says, you have to go around collecting money for it. Why? Because when it comes to other aspects, which are Einig Shabbos, having potato kugel, and so on, having a lavish meal, you don't have to borrow money to do that. Why? Because there's nothing essentially forcing you to have ribs on Shabbos. It just happens to be most people, if you have good food, you'll feel good. But since there's nothing in essentially obligating you to have good food on Shabbos, it's just a means towards an end to make you feel good. Okay, so I'm not going to obligate you to go borrow money for that. But when it comes to Shabbos candles, it's not like that. The Shabbos candles, sitting in front of Shabbos candles, is not, oh, not it, the point of having Shabbos candles is not, well, since the room is light, you're going to be in a better mood. No, 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 no. Sitting in front of Shabbos candles, allowing the light of the Shabbos candles to bounce off of your face, to illuminate you, that is essential. You need to experience that. That's an Oynig Shabbos that must be experienced. It's not a means towards an end. It's an end in and of itself. You have to allow the light of Shabbos candles to hit your face, to see it. Therefore, you have to borrow money for that. And therefore, it's also obligated. That's why also you make a bracha on it. Again, do you make a bracha before you take a nap on Shabbos? No. Do you make a bracha before you eat chalant on Shabbos? No. Why? Because it's not about the nap. It's not about the chalant. It's about the Oynig, the pleasure that it brings you to. Not so when it comes to Shabbos candles. Shabbos candles, the act itself of lighting, of experiencing the glow of the, of the candles, it itself is the mitzvah. You have to experience that moment of allowing the Shabbos candles to hit your face. Even if you particularly don't enjoy it. That's by its very definition called Einik Shabbos. That's the Nakud over here. That's the Nakud over here. Even if you don't particularly like the experience of, uh, you know, holding a match, you don't like the glow of the candle, whatever the case may be, it, it hurts your eyes, it's not, it's not up to you. Every other experience of Einig Shabbos is subjective. It's subjective. Do you like kugel? Do you like shalom? Do you like uh, a nap? It's subjective. 
this experience of standing in front of the candles, it's objectively considered to be Aine Shabbos. And therefore, it's not up to you to decide whether you like it or not. It's obligatory. That's number one. If you have, and it, it must be experienced. The person has to borrow money if, in, in, if need be. And you make a bracha on it because it's, a, it's this act itself that's essentially the obligation, not a means towards an end. This is the opinion of the Rambam. <clears throat> now, what we have to figure out is like where this is coming from. So first of all, let me, let me just show you for a moment the makar of the Rambam, where the Rambam saw this from. Okay? If, if you go to Maramukah number four, there's a Gemara in Shabbos, that, there's a Gemara in Shabbos over, over there, that Davchafei uh, Amir Aleph. It's a story the Gemara records, and from this story, the Rambam saw his idea, this idea, that again, Shabbos candles, is a, although it's, it's Einig Shabbos, it's part of that classification of Einig Shabbos, but it's fundamentally different than any other type of Einig Shabbos. Again, just to get the point across. Every other, type, every other action that we do for Einig Shabbos is subjective by its nature. There's nothing obligating you to do this particular act that's called taking a nap. The idea is, what could you do during Shabbos to put you in a good mood? Okay, so some people it's a nap, some people it's a chant, whatever the case may be. But it's not essentially this, these acts. And if these acts don't make you happy, then don't do it. Shabbos candles is essentially not like that. There's a specific obligation to light candles. You have to experience the light of the, light of the Shabbos candles because objectively, whether you realize it or not, that's called Einig Shabbos. So the, we, need to, we, need, we need to explain this, by the way. Why, why is that called objectively? And I don't like it. It's, it's bothering my eyes. Like, why is this considered to be objectively Einig Shabbos? You have to figure that out. And what's so special about these candles? Like, what, what's going on over here? Okay, but just before that, to get a little bit of a makar of a source, where the Ramam saw this from. So in Marmukha number four, there's a Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara over there is talking about the different, types of, uh, the different types of fuels that a person could use or should use for Shabbos. <clears throat> so the Gemara says that one of the, one of the types of, uh, of oils and so on that a person should not use is something called naft. So naft, it's a... Uh, not, I don't know what, the, what it is in English, whatever. It's a certain type of fuel that gives off an, a foul odor. Pitch, yeah, something like that. It gives off a, a bad smell. So the Gemara says, my time, why aren't you able to use uh, that, that ingredient, that type? I'm a Rava. So Rava said, because since it gives off a bad odor, we're afraid that maybe you light the candles and, uh, you know, and you'll quickly, and, you, and you'll leave because you don't want to smell it. That's what Rava said. And therefore, you, don't, you shouldn't use that ingredient because we're afraid that, again, you'll, you'll want to leave. So Abayah said, say no, so what? So just leave, what's the big deal? Like, you lit your candle, like, who, why do you have to sit there? So let, 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 let so, so leave, what's the big deal? Amr'alei, so Rava responded, no, 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 no. Shani Aymer, I, I say, says Rava, hadlokas ner b'shabes chayva, that you have to light Shabbos candles. So what's this back and forth? Abayah also agrees that there's an idea of lighting Shabbos candles. What exactly is the conversation? So our Kharim explained like this, that the Rambam saw this conversation as follows. Again, the question was posed, why are you not allowed to use this type of oil and so on? So Rav said, because, you know, it has a bad smell, and we're afraid you're going to leave. So Rav says like this, when are you going to leave? What are we afraid of? So the guy, you know, let's say, the, the wife lights Shabbos candles, you know, the husband comes home, the family realizes that it doesn't smell so good, what, they're just going to pack up and leave the room, they're not going to have a Shabbos meal. So said the Ram, no, 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 of course that's not the concern. They'll have a Shabbos meal, but as soon as the meal is over, <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll leave the room and they'll hang out in a different room. So that's what Rav said, and Rav doesn't want that to happen. Rav says, I'm, I don't want that to happen. Even after you finish your meal, I don't want you to leave. 
I don't want you to leave. And that's why you shouldn't use these, this material because you might be tempted to leave as soon as the meal's over. Omerle Abayi, so Abayi says, what's the big deal? Why can't you leave? The meal's over. Isn't the point, what's the point of Shabbos candles, says Abayi? Isn't the point of Shabbos candles Oinig Shabbos? What does it mean, Oinig Shabbos? It means that you should be able to see what you're eating. You shouldn't bump into walls. So I finished my meal. What's the big deal? Why can't I leave? Omerle, so Rava responds, no, 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 Abayi. That's not why Shabbos candles you're lighting. You're, you're not lighting Shabbos candles for the same reason why you're taking a nap. If you're lighting Shabbos candles, again, Oinig Shabbos, right? You're lighting Shabbos candles, why? Because I, I need the room to be lit up that, in order that I should be able to eat my meal in a normal way. Well, that, in that case, then Abaya is making a valid point. So you finished your meal, leave, what's the big deal? Why can't I use this material that gives off a foul odor? Lamaisa, I'll get through my meal and then I'll be gone. Says Rava, no, 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 because Rava is saying that's not why you're lighting Shabbos candles. The reason why you're lighting Shabbos candles is like the Rabbim, because objectively, the, the obligation of Oinig Shabbos says, experience the light of Shabbos candles. That's true while you're eating your meal, and it's true after your meal as well. According to the Rabbim in this Gemara, even after the meal is over, there's still a mitzvah, what? To sit by the Shabbos candles, to allow the light of the Shabbos candles to permeate the room. Again, do you, do you, do you have to sit there all day, but at least... But at least, you know, what, what, what Chazal is saying is at least to use an ingredient that will allow that to happen. But to use an ingredient that what? That will force you out of the room as soon as the meal is over, that, that's not according to the halach of Shabbos candles. You know, is this what the Ramam saw from this Gemara? That the halach of Shabbos candles requires the experience of sitting by the light, or at least the, 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 the possibility of sitting by the light even after the meal is over. And so this is the site of the Rambam. This is the aside, that Shabbos candles is not, the Oinik Shabbos of Shabbos candles is not as a means, you know, in order that you shouldn't bump into a wall, in order that you should see what you're eating, that you should uh, feel good, that you should, you know, that, that's not the point. The experience itself of sitting by the glow of the candles is objectively considered to be Oinik Shabbos. So let's figure out this, why is this? Why is this? <clears throat> All right, so take a look at Maramukha number three, okay? There's another Rambam at the end of Hilchas Hanukkah. Okay, I mentioned uh, the Gemara says that Shabbos candles is connected with Shalom Bayis, right? So the Rambam, the Rambam quotes the Gemara like this. It's a famous halacha. The Rambam says, fun of ner v'ner Again, let's say a person only has enough money, you know, for one thing, either Shabbos candles or Hanukkah candles. Or let's say the person only has enough money for Shabbos candles or wine for Kiddush. So what comes first? Says the Rambam, Ner Beisai Kaidim. Ner Beisai Kaidim, Shabbos candles comes first. Why? Mishom Shalom Beisai because of Shalom Bais. Now that's a Gemara. That he's quoting a Gemara. That's a Gemara. <clears throat> now, what exactly is the Shalom Bais? So again, if you take a look at Rashi, for example, Rashi says over there, the reason why Shalom Bais is so, why is Shabbos candles Shalom Bais? Because, again, the house is now lit up. You won't bump into a wall. You're not going to get into a fight because, like, oh, I can't believe you left the chair there, you know, things like that. Okay, but listen how the Rambam says it. All of a sudden, the Rambam starts getting very poetic and very philosophical. It says the Rambam, Because Hashem's name, he's willing for his name to be erased in order to make peace between husband and wife, right? In the halach of Saita, so the halach of, you know, to, to erase the name of Hashem. So you see how amazing Shalom is. And then the Rambam goes on, Godel HaShalom, Shalom is so amazing, it's so powerful. Shakol HaToyred Nitnelasis Shalom Ba'olam. All of Torah is created, all of Torah was given in order to create peace in the world. The ways of Torah are peace. What's the, what's the, all of a sudden he's getting so poetic over here. Now it happens to be this is the last halacha of the Rambam in the entire Sefer Hasmanim. 
So you can say, okay, the Ram just wanted to end off with like nice psukim. That's the Rambam, you know, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. The Rambam, he's saying something over here. What's the Rambam talking about? That all of a sudden, Shabbos candles take precedent over other things because of Shalom Bayis. And now the Rambam, what does Shalom Bayis mean? All of Torah is for peace. The whole world is about peace. Like, what's, what, what's, what's he talking about? All right, so this, this is the Nakuda. Here, here's the point. The Shabbos candles... When you, when you light Shabbos candles, or when you see Shabbos candles, what, did it, what is it that you're seeing? What is it that you're experiencing when the, when the light bounces off your face, when you're seeing the Shabbos candles? So again, on a simple level, it's just light. It's light. And the point of this light is to make sure that, again, I don't bump into a wall, or that I see what I'm eating, and I see who I'm talking to. No. No. The way you have to perceive Shabbos candles is that it is a physical manifestation of Shabbos itself. Again, it is a physical manifestation of Shabbos itself. Shabbos, what is Shabbos? What is Shabbos? You know, Chazal tell us that one of, the, one of the qualities of the first Shabbos that ever was, right, the first Shabbos of creation, was that there, when the Rebbe created the world, what was the first thing he did? What was the first thing of creation? Right? Ye or let there be light. Let there be light. What was that light? That's called the Arhagonas, the hidden light. What happened? The Chazal said that that light was able to see from one end of the universe to the other. That was a light that gave the human being clarity to be able to see through everything, to be able to see oneness in all things. That was a light that wasn't the sun. The, first, the sun wasn't, wasn't created until the fourth day, right? So the light of the first day, what was that light? That wasn't, that wasn't a physical light. That was a clarity. That was a light that gave the human being the ability to perceive the oneness of Hashem throughout all the chaos of life. That's what it means when Chazal say that Adam was able to use that light to see from one end of the universe to the other. What does that mean? See through walls. It means, spiritually speaking, it means that that light gave Adam Rishon the ability to, within all the different types of experiences of life, left, right, up, down, good days, bad days, to see oneness throughout all of it, to see the one God pulsating throughout all things. Chazal say that light was created on the first day and it was hidden from humanity, right? It was hidden. That's why we have free will. We have good days and bad days. We don't necessarily feel the Rabbanu Shalom's presence throughout our, our entire experience at all times, right? Because that light w- was hidden. The Chazal say that what? An amazing thing. Chazal say that although that light was hidden, but Adam and Chava experienced that light that first Shabbos. Shabbos, what is Shabbos? As I said from the very beginning when we started these, this series like a couple months ago, Shabbos is not the seventh day of the week that brings certain obligations. No. Shabbos is a different way of the entire... Shabbos is, is a reconfiguration of reality itself that we experience on the seventh day of the week. Shabbos is a new way of thinking. Shabbos is, an, is, is a different way of looking at reality. Shabbos is the first light of creation. That's what Shabbos is. The, when, you, when you light Shabbos candles, it's not the shot that you're lighting candles, and now that makes me, you know, have... It gives me uh, the ability to navigate the room better, which makes me happy, just like eating kugel makes me happy. No, 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 no. Shabbos, the candles of Shabbos is a physical manifestation of what Shabbos is. When you light Shabbos candles and you allow the, the light and you look at the light, you are, that, what, you're, what you're doing is, is it, it, symbolically what you're doing, more than symbolically, what you're doing is experiencing sh- the, the object of Shabbos. That's what Shabbos is. Why is it that when you light Shabbos candles, it's objectively Oynik Shabbos? 
is because it's not about what it makes you feel like. The, the experience itself of seeing the Shabbos candles, that is Shabbos. When you look at the Shabbos candles, the Shabbos candles are Shabbos. Example, the halacha is, we know, specifically for women, that when you light Shabbos candles, that's when you're taking on Shabbos, right? You're makabal Shabbos with the Shabbos candles. Why? Why? I light Shabbos candles for covet Shabbos, oinik Shabbos. When I, when, I, when I get dressed, you know, you, you, you take a shower and then you put on Shabbos clothing. Why is that not Kabbal Shabbos? Why, what is it about lighting Shabbos candles that makes that accepting Shabbos as opposed to putting on Shabbos clothing? I set the table for Shabbos. Why is that not accepting Shabbos? The answer is, of course, putting on Shabbos clothing is not accepting Shabbos. Why can't I put on Shabbos clothing before Shabbos? Of course, setting the table is not going to be accepting Shabbos. What, what about that means that it's Shabbos already? But the Shabbos candles is Shabbos. You're not lighting candles for Shabbos. That is Shabbos. Shabbos candles are the physical manifestation of Shabbos itself. So of course it's, it's accepting Shabbos. When you say the bracha, when you say the bracha of lahadlik ner shal Shabbos kaidish, it's funny, the, the candles is, ner shal, this is the candle of Shabbos. The, candle, the Shabbos candles is a physical manifestation of that, of that aragonas that one saw from the beginning of creation to the end of creation. It's the unifying force. This is the deeper meaning of what the Gemara says, that you light Shabbos candles for shalom bias. What does it mean shalom bias? So again, Rashi says shalom bias means that you don't bump into walls, so you're not going to get upset that your spouse for putting the wall there, you know? But says the Rambam, it's much deeper than that. Rambam is saying, what, shalom bias. Shalom bias is much more than that. All of Torah is for the purposes of peace. Hashem's name is even erased for the purposes of peace. What peace is the Rambam talking about? He's clearly not talking about bumping, not bumping into a wall. The Torah was given for the purposes of, of not fighting with your neighbor. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean, peace? Take a look at Marmok number five. Rabbi Nachman in Luchut Maran. It's in Chelek Aleph, Simen Lama Gimel. Could I to see that whole peace in Simen Lama Gimel? It's really everything we're talking about, just much deeper. But the, 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 Rabbi Nachman says like this, Haklal. The principle is, Shetzarech Levakesh Shalom. A person should always look for Shalom, look for peace, to try to make peace. What does it mean, peace? So what does peace mean? So peace sometimes means like, you know, I have peace with my neighbor because I don't slash his tires. And he has peace with me because he doesn't, uh, you know, call the fire department, you know, on my house at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's called peace. That's not called peace. That means that we're not killing each other, right? We're we're, we're just not, you know, I'm I'm willing to uh, figure out a way how I can live despite the fact that I have a neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not shalom. What does shalom mean? Shalom means... Shalom means a sense of oneness with my neighbor. What does it mean shalom bias? Shalom bias means that you're not killing each other. That's what shalom bias means. Shalom bias doesn't mean that. Shalom bias means that I identify myself with my spouse. That my spouse identifies her, him or herself with me. Shalom bias means that there's a oneness between us. And although that person's like this and this person's like that, and sometimes we're opposites, but there's a unity, there's a oneness that, enco- that encompasses our opposites. That's what shalom bias means. Just like that light that from the beginning of creation, that what? Then one was able to see from one end of the universe to the other. What does that mean? It means that despite the fact that there's a mountain over here and a valley over here, but that light of creation encompassed all of it. That God's presence was so profound and so big that whether I was on a mountaintop or whether I was down in a valley, it was still the one God. That's what shalom bias means. That's the type of experience that, that, that would be very nice. You know, that's, that's, that's a beautiful marriage, right? That's a beautiful relationship where mountains and valleys, uh, you know, Mars or Venus, whatever it is, it's all one. 
right? That's what Shalom Bayis means. Says the Rambam, that's what Torah was created for. The Torah was given for what? For oneness. For giving the human being the ability what to experience the one God amongst all the chaos of life. That's what Shabbos is. Therefore, the Gemara says, for example, that Shab, the Torah was given, what day of the week was the Torah given on? Shabbos. It's Machlagis in the Gemara, whether it was Vav Sivan or Zayin Sivan. But Kul Yalam was given on Shabbos. Because Shabbos means oneness. We say before Meirev on, on Friday night, Kigavna, we say the piece from the Zara Kaddish, how is Shabbos described as Raza De'echa, the mystery of oneness. That's what Torah is about. So everyone asks the question, why is Torah telling you how to go to the bathroom? Why is Torah telling you how to, shy, to tie your shoes? It's telling you how to do business? It's telling you how to learn, how to adopt? The answer is because what Torah is trying to do is to bring peace to the world. You understand? It's trying to give you a taste of that hidden light of Shabbos. Rabbi Nachman writes, A person has to look for peace. There should be peace between Jews, for sure. And a person should find peace within themselves. What does it mean to find peace within yourself? You shouldn't fight, you shouldn't slash your own tires. What does it mean? It means that there shouldn't be a division within your feelings, within yourself. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, a good time, a bad time. Within yourself you should find peace that you should be able to have hishtavos hanefesh. In the storm, this is a big midah, which is called hishtavos hanefesh, which means equilibrium. Stoicism, that's another word for it. When you, th- you think about someone who's stoic, right? Stoic usually has a negative connotation in terms of someone who like, just is, is stoic, meaning like emotionless, like just doesn't care about what happens. It could be like this, me, you could you know, give me a compliment or slap me in the face, I don't care because I just, I don't care about anything. That's not... That's not what's called Heshtavos HaNefesh. By the Nevi'im, for example, the Nevi'im were, were expert, they, they were called st- Stoics. They were called people that were expert in, in this midah of Stoicism. There's, a, there's an old Messiah of an actual Misa that we, supposedly, it's a, it's a legend right at this point, but it's a thing that they say that one of the, uh, a Yid once went to a Navi and asked, like, I want to be accepted into the yeshiva, you know, like, teach me your ways. So the person asked, the Navi said to the person, he said, let me ask you something. If, someone, if one person comes over to you and slaps you in the face, and another person comes over to you and gives you a compliment, do you feel a difference? So he said, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not for you, not for you. One of the first teachings of the Baal Shantav was, it says in Pasuk, Shavisi Hashem the Negdi Summit, right? I place Hashem always before me. So Baal Shantav Taich, what it means is like the Shavisi, I am always even. I'm always even killed. I'm in a state of equilibrium. Why? So Hashem the Negdi Summit. So this guy slapped me. This guy gave me a compliment. Either way is Ravana Shalom. So it's a mountaintop or a valley. There's a hidden light that's, that encompasses all these experiences. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is his shtavos. Shabbos is that peace of knowing that Shalom means bringing everything together. This is why the word Shalom is such an essential thing of Shabbos. According to Arizal, it's a very important Indian, even by Ashkenazim. When you, first, when you enter into your home, I try to do this myself, you enter into your home, the first words out of your mouth, even if no one's around to see you yet, you know, before you take a few steps and, uh, and it's all chaos. But <laughs> the first moment as you walk in, the first words out of your mouth is Shabbat Shalom, or Shabbat Shalom, however you want to say it. Shabbat Shalom. We sing Shalom Aleichem. You light Shabbat candles, Shalom Bayis. Like, what is it about Shalom? If, by the way, you could ask a question. If, Shabbos, if lighting candles is so important because of Shalom Bayis, because you don't want to bump into walls, no, we don't care about Shalom Bayis during the week. Right? So why, why you, you should, every day you should, light Shabbos, you should light candles in order to make sure you don't bump into a wall. 
Because you might fight on a Sunday and Tuesday also. The answer is it's much deeper than that. Shabbos is peace. You understand? Shabbos, the, 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 ob, the object of Shabbos is, is, is light. That's what, Shabbos, that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is a light that, that permeates. Therefore, let's go back. Therefore, the Ramam says, it's not, it's not subjective whether you're, you enjoy light or you don't enjoy light. Shabbos, you're experiencing Shabbos. The Oynik Shabbos, what, the obligation of Oynik Shabbos, it, it, it's not just to be happy. It's to, it's to experience the light of Shabbos. That is how you experience the light of Shabbos, is sitting by the Shabbos candles. That's what you're doing. When you light Shabbos candles, you are literally bringing the hidden light of creation into your home. You're illuminating your home with Shabbos candles. That's why it's an obligation of the home. Because what's a home? A home is, what, what's, what's a home? Is a home just like a, a dishwasher and a washing machine and a sink and a couch and a, you know, and a bed and if, if, let's say you're moving, right? You have the, 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 the truck come, right? And it's always like a Pella, how much stuff fits into that place. You know, even if it's a big house, it's always a Pella. And so the thing comes out, and you're thinking, wow, I, like, you know, I didn't even know that half the stuff was there, right? So when all the stuff is out of the house, in the, in the van or like in the front, then, then what is it? Then it's a washing machine, and it's a, and it's a couch, and it's a bed, it's all these things. But all of a sudden, when you take all that stuff and you put it among, within the four walls of the house and the roof, all of a sudden it's different. Now it's a house. There's something that unifies all those experiences. You're as much home when you're in your living room as you are in, uh, in the kitchen or you are in the, you know, by the laundry. I don't know. It, it's the same. You're in your house. That's what Sholem bias means. Therefore, the candle, Shabbos candles are specifically an obligation of the house and specifically on the Jewish wife and the Jewish woman because Beisai there's a Kayach of the Jewish woman to sense this unity, to be able to to unite all these different, different uh, types of experiences that are all sort of brought together by the bias. That's what Shabbos is. <clears throat> Nachman continues, he says, <laughs> The person should have peace within themselves, that there shouldn't be a, di- a distinction to the person, whether it's a good experience or the opposite. <laughs> that a person should always find their Rabbani in all these things. That's the hidden light of Shabbos, Hainu. Like the Pasuk says, Bahashem Ahalal Dover, that when I experience Yud Kevavke, the name of Chesed, Ahalal Dover, I praise. Belokim Ahalal Dover, and when I experience the name of Elokim, which is then in judgment, I also praise. Shavisi, Hashem Nagdi Samit. That's what Shabbos is. This is the unique to Shabbos candles. Let's go back to another question we asked. Therefore, what is Shabbos candles? Is it Oinig Shabbos? Or is it Kavit Shabbos? Which one is it? The answer is absolutely both. There's no greater einig that a Jew can experience than basking in Shabbos itself. Again, understand. If the reason why it's einig Shabbos is because of the physical illumination that it brings to the room, well, let's say I don't like being in a, in a light room. But the answer is, the einig Shabbos is not, it's not the physical light, it's not the candlelight that, that, that makes me not bump into a, into a chair. That's not the einig. The Einig is what's happening in the soul, that when you're standing in front of Shabbos candles, your soul and your body, you're basking in the glow of Shabbos. It's not about the physical light, even if it's sensitive to your eyes. It gives you a headache. That's not the point. What's happening at that moment is that you are absorbing the hidden light of creation, giving you the strength to experience God in all places. That's, what you're ha- that's what's happening when you sit by Shabbos candles, when you're lighting Shabbos candles. That itself is Einig Shabbos Be'etzem, not subjective. It's objectively Einig Shabbos. And number two, that itself is also Kavit Shabbos. Why? 
Because what are you saying by lighting Shabbos candles? You're saying what Shabbos is. What are you saying? You're saying Shabbos is the light of creation. Is there any greater honor to Shabbos than saying that? To say that Shabbos is not just the day of the week, that Shabbos is the light of creation, it's the fundamental shalom, it's the peace of all things, it's the unification of all things. That's covet Shabbos. So both, it's both, at the same time, you're basking in that light, it's both Einig Shabbos, because again, there's no greater Einig than experiencing in a deep way that unity amongst all things, and there's no greater covet to Shabbos than to proclaim that that's what Shabbos is. That's where there's a Pasuk that says, that the earth is illuminated from the honor of Hashem. Light is the same thing as covet. By describing Shabbos as light, that itself is giving covet to Shabbos. This is why, by the way, I'll just end with this. It's, it's, next week we'll talk more in detail in terms of what exactly to think when you set up the candles, what exactly to think when you light them and when, when you look at them. We'll be more details. But one thing to think about is the following. Uh, in the Kisvi we find the following idea, is that, you know, the, one of the names of Hashem is the name Shakai, right? Shin Dalad Yud, yeah? So, it's brought down the result that one of the things to think about with Shabbos, I'm not recommending this necessarily, but just something to know, that if you take the letters Shin Dalad Yud, right? But you spell them out in full, right? So, in other words, Shin is Shin Yud Nun, Shin. And Dalad is Dalad Lamed Tuf, Dalad. And Yud is Yud Vav Dalad, yeah? Sh- you spell that out in full. Then if you take the hidden letters from Shin Dalad Yod, right? Meaning Yod Nun from Shin, Lamed Tuf from Dalad, and Yod Dalad from Yod, right? The hidden letters, that equals Begmatria, the word Ner, candle. And so that's one of the kavanas to have when you're lighting Shabbos candles, is that the hidden, the, the candles is the, is the letters hidden within Shin Dalad Yod. What does that mean? Uh, that's what the Arizal says. What does that mean in a void? Like, what, do, what does that mean emotionally? What does that mean? So Chazal said like this, what is the meaning of the name Shindali? What does that mean? Shakai, what does that name mean? So Chazal say that that's a Russia Tevis, Sha'amar Lailamaidai. Hashem, Chazal say Hashem was creating the world, and the world was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and more complicated, more complicated, more species, more species. Die. Hashem said, it's an, uh, perfect, perfect size, perfect amount. Sha'amar Lailamaidai. Hashem said, the world, enough. What's the deeper meaning of that? What the world was just getting bigger, the planet Earth was just getting bigger and bigger? Yeah. But on a deeper level, it means like this. Valshanta said it means that when Hashem created the world, things were getting more and more complicated. There was more mountains and valleys. Life was, getting, the, the, life was getting very, very complex. So much so that there was a concern that maybe life will become so complicated that it'll be hard to find the one God that's the source of it all. Sha'amar lo'ilam die. Hashem said, oh, that's exactly as complicated as I want the world, which means that the complications we experience in life, Hashem saw from the beginning of time, it's complicated, it's hard, it's diverse, it's chaotic, but there's a, you have the strength to find the one God within all that. Sha'amar lo'ilam die. What gives you the ability to find the hidden God amongst all the chaos of life? That's the Shabbos candle, that's what Shabbos is. So ne'er... The candles of Shabbos is the name Shakai. It's the hidden letters of the name Shakai. Because Shalmer Lamedai, that name means that as chaotic as you think life is, and it is, you have the strength to find the oneness of it all. And that strength comes from Shabbos. That's what the name Shakai means. That's the hidden letters of Shabbos. To find the hidden God beneath all the chaos. That's what Shabbos is. So it's an unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable thing. And it's so simple. Mamish, you like candles. What's so hard about it? You like candles? And you just sit at the light and you look at it. And when you sit light, we'll talk about this, to have a tefillah, to, it gives the Jew strength. It's mamish bringing the hidden light of, the, of creation into one's home. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable schuss to be able to light Shabbos, to have them, to see them. 
It's something not, not to be taken lightly or not to be taken for granted at all. So Hashem should help. We should be zakh to experience the light of Shabbos really and that it should penetrate us. It should, uh, it, change, it should change a person even during the week to experience Shabbos, you know, to, to even to think of the Shabbos candles on a Wednesday night. It's not too bad, you know what I'm saying, to, to take in the light of Shabbos. Okay, that's Hashem. Next week, we'll, uh, we'll continue with more specific kavanas and things to work on.